This episode of Kiss and Tell Ready is brought to you by Change the Game from Jack. Change the Game is an eight-week campaign via Jack's social networks and the app to drive conversation to give voice to our users and other users within the community about topics that affect us the most. For more information on that, go ahead and check out jackedapp.com slash change the game. That is J-A-C-K-D-A-P-P dot com slash change the game so week five actually begins on wednesday october 12th and the week's main topic it will be inclusion um, with questions and discussions ranging from homophobia and sexual racism so make sure you guys go ahead and log into all your social media accounts and join the conversation enjoy the this is kiss and tell radio Alrighty, we are here with another fabulous episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Um, as said last episode, Miss Shara Jossel is being fabulous in Chicago. She is at her high school reunion slash alma mater homecoming slash HBCU slash cheetah dress with big curls on Instagram. So she's just living very lavish while us Californians are over here dying in heat. So we have actually a Kiss and Tell Radio favorite. Um, and I, what I am? You, are, you may as well like just be here all the time. Oh, I'm fine with that. You're, you want to go every time? We could talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, you're actually a favorite because actually people text me like, I like Kendall. Like, he's my favorite guest. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. So I feel good about it. So, I it's mean, Kendall. It's Kendall. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken J. Did I say Ken J? <laughs> no, you said Kendall. Okay. Yeah, I call Ken J Ken J for some reasons but yeah he's in the building hi guys how are you kendall i'm good um how was your week uh last week was good productive you know just the school work balance that's what i always say that's just all i do so school work balance yeah. well, well i party way. but I oh school work balance and party yeah balance. you have to have a, a balance tequila shots <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. Well, if you guys don't know, so can, let, have you ever like told people like where you go to school or or we're not disclose that information? No, that's fine. Because the face <laughs> you just gave like looked like you just had like the sourest no, like, I piece of no, candy. I... <laughs> <laughs> that is the face I gave. Huh? Uh, um, I got a Pepperdine in my master's program communications. I do PR at Stars. Um, not the strip club, but the television right. network. Let's be clear. Let's be very clear. Um. Yeah, that's me. So Kendall is a well-educated, well-rounded, oh, attractive. <laughs> is this my Tinder profile? Ind- <laughs> individual. I will write that out for you. And oh my gosh. So I'm just gonna put that out there. So if you want to see Ken J, um, just go to my Instagram or just follow him. What is your Instagram? Kendall. With two Isn't L's. it King K? Well, that's the. That's like my name on the thing, whatever. But like my at is like at Kendall.jw. And then Twitter is at Kendall underscore JW. Dope. Yeah. So if you ever want to peep Kendall and see what he's doing, he's, he has the most fabulous life I think I've ever met. Ah, he's please. always at a brunch or like a Solange party. <laughs> Speaking of Solange, I know your girl like came out with like the number one album in America. The number one album. And I have rocked with Solange since like. Tony wasn't shit, and she was, like, rocking with the Proud family. So I'm super happy for her. Um, mm-hmm. I know you guys talked about it last week, but, like, it's... No, we didn't. Did uh, we? You and Shara didn't talk about it? It didn't come out. 
Oh, my bad. Maybe I talked about it with you guys individually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm super happy for her. I think it was, like, very timely. Like, I know she's been working on it, and I know there was probably, like, setbacks or whatever, but everything obviously happens for a reason because it was what we needed, um, and it has been the soundtrack to every drive and morning commute <laughs> mm-hmm. for the past two weeks. Don't touch my hair. Don't touch my hair. Yeah, I think it's this also interesting. Right. Yeah, I think it's very interesting the way that, like, black people are, like, so receptive. I've, I've seen, like, people, like, you know, I really like Beyonce, but Solange's music is more relatable. Well, I mean, I have... Whatever. I think... What? I mean, like, people are, like... I don't see why, number one, like, Beyonce even needs to be mentioned in the conversation. Like, okay. It's, I mean, that's... She's my... Prefer- I prefer that Noel sister. Like, um... It's just even even the way it was covered, like the outlets that were posting about it, like Billboard. Obviously, she has built number one Billboard album, but even before the digits came out, um, the figures came out. um, Just the the, like the no the outlets that were even covering Solange. Like Solange has had two albums, well three, two two LPs and one EP before this, and I mean, there's no like, it's very niche and you know independent. things cover it but now she's like a mainstream artist all of a sudden so i mean that's kind of annoying when you're independent like cool person becomes like mainstream but i'm glad the masses are hearing good music yeah so i I can't be too mad yeah i mean i think a lot of times like mainstream means that like the sound of your music kind of changes but i think she's that's true like because like tori kelly like that was my ep Right. Both of them. And then she And then she went mainstream and I was like what is this? Ain't no man in love. Ain't no man. Like <laughs> even was... JoJo. Even JoJo. Like we right. waited. Demonstrate was so good. Mm-hmm. And JoJo was giving us all these covers and all this stuff and then we get these I mean you have to appeal to the masses, I guess. Yeah, but you I will... sell something. Yeah. But I will respect um, Miss Launch for like keeping her, you know, her vibe and her artistry with her work because it's very different yeah and i think she stayed consistent with that kind yes. of that vibe i agree she's unapologetically solange and i can exactly. respect anybody when that... she came out with that song about the blunt and champagne yeah i was like yes like i mean this is what all i do of it, all of it like every day in new orleans <laughs> in new orleans on a fucking stoop with my husband and my son well, my husband and my son <laughs> who gonna stop me right yeah i love, I love it. it i love oh. it jinx yummy soda <laughs> Sprite, please. <laughs> or just seltzer. Um, so, in other news, the debate, which I am so, so, and I'm, I'm sure the rest of America, including Melania or Melania Trump, is ready to be over. The d- second debate took place uh, a few days ago. And what a shit show. Yeah, um, I had the privilege, I guess you can call it that, of watching the debates in a theater, in a movie theater. Um, Regal theaters around the country were showing the debate for free, um, like like it was a movie. Like you know all the cool stuff. And this is the thing. I saw this on the news, like, days before the debate, and I didn't necessarily think that this was going to be something that I did or partook, partook in. I don't know the past tense of partake, but I think it, I don't know. Part- <laughs> partition. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Monica uh, Lewis, get on my <laughs> and 
like it just happened to be I was in the area about to drop a friend off that lives near Staples Center and we went to like we passed and I was like I wonder if Staples Center I mean LA Live Regal is one of the and they were and I was on the news talking about Hillary and Trump and oh like it was just a whole thing like it felt like it was just aligned you know my undergraduate degree is in political science so mm-hmm. like I, I get a, a, a thrill out of this stuff um, but it was a little odd that I was like in a movie theater feeling like I was cheering on the Lakers or Serena. Like I, I was like vocally cheering Hillary on at moments that I thought she could crush him. And then I had to check myself. Like this is a presidential debate. Like where is the decorum from the audience, from the, the candidates? candidates. Um... Like it was, it's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's disheartening to see where we're at right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it was kind of, interesting the first question that went out was the black woman who i saw a tweet that said she should have said she should have said black lives matter and sat down but instead she asked a very important question very very important question was like how is you know your antics and what you're doing like how is that are you being a good example to children and even this morning on the radio i was, I was listening to uh, kiss fm and they were asking parents would you allow your child to watch the presidential debate. And this is something that is historic, and now we're questioning if, if it's appropriate for children. Yeah, that's that's really where we're at. And, I mean, Donald Trump is... He's a different... It's not even about a different caliber of of presidential readiness. It's a, He's a different type of he's a person. Dick. He's truly a, a, a deplorable. He's... he's it's disgusting what he does. And I thought the question was really important. And today I was talking to my professor about it, um, my mentor and professor, and she, she has a five-year-old. And she said, I didn't, I, I, I've caught snippets, like I caught some of the recaps, but I, didn't, I wasn't able to watch the full debate because I wasn't going to let my five-year-old watch that. And I, it took, it, I mean, I don't have any, I don't have kids, obviously, and my sister isn't, like, I, there's no reason for anybody around me not to be able to watch. Oh, I love your sister. <laughs> um, but... It's like I can. I, that's th- that's very telling that yeah. somebody feels uncomfortable having any that's even age child, right? Um, not not watch the presidential debate. Um, the presidential debate. That's yeah. Yeah, and I kind of think like, do you? How old were you when like the whole like Monica Lewinsky like Bill Clinton thing? Um, I was young. I was born in ninety two, so but, like I was probably like five. So were you, like, did your parents allow you to kind of, like, watch any of that stuff? I have no recollection of Bill Clinton's term in office. All I remember is, like, the nostalgia of it. Like, yeah. I remember, like, having Bush and then talking, you know, so like, talking about... Five. So, like, I, I mean, I was the a GDP kid, too. And yeah, and I was, I was kind of... I don't... I mean, my parents are, were searching my dad. Like, he let me do whatever I wanted to. But, like, I remember, like, watching, like, what was going on. I didn't really know it was, like, about, like head and lipstick and then yeah. like I, those jokes like made yeah. sense later on in life but i was like oh I lipstick mean, <laughs> it's almost like the oj simpson thing to me and i wasn't <clears throat> i wasn't privy to uh the the recent uh show like i haven't watched it yet it's so, so good i know and i've heard such great things about it and i, I just didn't get a chance to catch on to it and so i still don't even know like i don't know the in and outs of that trial or that case or any of that it's very similar to i mean and even being a political science major like i've never delved into all the details and all the accusations of bill clinton um that would be a great movie (laughs) i'm sure it's coming especially the witch hunt that they love to to ploy on hillary 
Um, but I think that it's very, I think that it's, it's odd that Republicans that are still supporting Trump and Trump himself are like pivoting to talk about, uh, Bill Clinton's, um, infidelity and his, and ac- accusers because I, so what are, are we excusing it? I mean, if we, I know, even without going back to that time and really delving in, I know the way that the Clintons were, were treated and mm-hmm. really like, I mean, impeachment was like almost the least of it. Like the, it was a witch hunt mm-hmm. and they were going to get that man for something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, it's interesting now that they're comparing Donald Trump's, um, let's say offensive rhetoric he said, I'm going to grab the pussy. Um, rape culture is what right. that is. Um, it is it is sexual assault. Um, it is not locker room talk. It might be locker room talk, but if that's locker room talk, it is sexual assault. Let's right. not mince words. There we go. That's it. it. I mean, if men... men, I, I, know, men I, was, I know plenty of men right, 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 that right, talk right. like that. That doesn't excuse the The fact. locker room, the barbershop, those are some of the right. most misogynistic places that on the planet. That you could ever be. And, I, right. I, and it, it is, it's a conversation that's worth having around toxic masculinity and misogyny in this country because it is something that I'm privy to often. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily directed directly to me, but it's something that you hear. And um, I think that it speaks, we need to address Billy Bush and all of it because it speaks to this culture of silence Mm -hmm. and um, consent and power and, I don't see how we're here. I seriously don't see how we're comparing sexual assault with a past, pre- like past presidents, and making it excusing it. Right, 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 right. Um, I mean, I did have also thought it was interesting that he invited the accusers. It's disgusting. Uh, like you're, you, like they didn't speak. They were just like, and they're here. They're like, here. They're and... here to. You're using them to win a campaign, quote unquote. Win. Yeah, like, and. and... <laughs> And not only that, it it was reported last night that he and his camp are deeply upset with the debate committee because he asked, excuse me, um, <laughs> he asked for the accusers and alleged victims to sit in his family box. So right. Hillary Clinton would have to face them right. during her, like, why are no, we villainizing a sick. woman for her husband's infidelities. That is, if that's not toxic masculinity and patriarchy and misogyny and every other negative male-associated word possible, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, that's disgusting. And the fact that he's using these people and these people's stories to, like, pretty much try. But she could have easily, especially with all the different videos that came out, um, she could have destroyed him. And I don't know, really know why she didn't. And I, I, said, I saw the, the funniest tweet earlier like if you could, I even told the, the if you had Hillary Clinton's um, self control, right, I you could, would be skinny as fuck and have a bank account of over a million yeah, dollars. Yeah, no, this is true. Um, she showed great poise and tact in class. She did, and she took the advice of um, First Lady Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. And and Shout when they Michelle. go low, we stay high. Very high, right? That's and, exactly what it is. And then he told her that she was the devil. And that kind of put her had, in jail. She, like he threatened a former what? first lady, senator, senator like, and secretary of state 
on, on stage. On stage. And, and during that's a national thing, and that's presidential thing debate. That's another thing too. Like I'm always curious to see like why this video that came out was a turning point uh, for Republicans. Let's talk because, about that. Because this is not the first thing. Like there he has been making comments. You know, he said the thing about his daughter, Ivanka. Like, if she wasn't my daughter, I would date her or marry her, whatever. Like, he has been saying, like, he ha- he has had this personality for the longest no, time. No, let me tell you. Let, I, I and, have a good reason why I believe this is the turning point. For white her. women? White women. Right. The, the, the virgin-esque, forever pure white woman. White woman. White woman. <laughs> Nancy O'Dell was the unfortunate victim of his language. Um and possibly even his his advances. But, and this is not to denigrate her situation, that reality of the problematic nature of that, but it is to say that this is, it's, it's interesting and it shows the historical trajectory of where we're at in this country that it, it takes this, it takes a white mm-hmm. woman and the offensiveness of that language towards a white woman for the Utah governor to say, I will no longer vote right. for Donald Trump. But it didn't take talking about a POW. It didn't mm-hmm. take talking about the Khan family and all Muslims. Mm-hmm. It didn't take calling um, the judge Mexicans rapists and and drug dealers. It didn't take talking about black youth like B- Bill Cosby and calling every black family hell. Um, all of that stuff wasn't deplorable. All of that stuff wasn't mm-hmm. problematic. It came down to... A white a woman. White woman. Um, and that, that really reminds and me of that's much the, of slavery. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's not the conversation people are having on CNN. I'm surprised that any of the, you know, black reporters have not addressed that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen it been asked, like, questions, like, you know, I wonder why, blah, 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 but it's all been, like, kind of white right, men who, who don't know. Right, they haven't. Because they're, they're not, so yeah, socialized. I, I really haven't heard anybody in, in mass media touch on that i've talked about it in class mm-hmm. um i've talked about it in class other... how'd that go it went well because it's an intermittent intercultural media class okay um so this is what we're supposed oh, right. to be doing um but i raised it i raised the point today because i'm in i mean i go to pepperdine so i'm in a class with predominantly white people mm-hmm. and i mean not to say that you know they have any bias or well, we all have bias but not to say that they feel any one way differently than me but um i again i don't think they see it so I brought right. the point. I said, I think that's problematic because he said multiple offensive things that should have had him dismissed from from the time he was accusing Obama of not being a native U.S. citizen. Right. So why did it take this? Right. Why did it take locker room talk? Locker room talk, quote, quote, unquote, <laughs> locker room talk. Yes, I don't endorse it. And I, I think it's disgusting. Yeah, no, it is disgusting. And I think that, you know, I, I'm happy that you agree because I was going to bring that up too. Like, you know, like a lot of people like, we don't talk about that in locker rooms. Mm, no, no. You there, no. There is a point, and it's funny because I thought about this one movie. Have you ever seen the movie uh, John Trucker Must Die? No. So basically, <laughs> basically, this some corny ass teen movie. Ashanti was in it yes, back I in the day, that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone else was like, an, "Well, actually, Snow. I don't know. Anyways, Britney Snow. There of we American go. Dreams. Yes. Sure. Yes. That girl before my time. <laughs> Um, but it was after my time, excuse me. Oh, I was like, I'm all younger than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, there was a scene where basically he's in a locker room and he's just like, uh, saying all this, like, you know, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna fuck her and having locker room talk and like saying all this misogynistic shit. And it's funny, and like the point of the movie was that her friend was recording it and showed it to her, like, oh, this is how she, he really feels about you. And he's like, no, like, that was just me being with my buddies. People talk like that, men talk like that. And on top of that, 
there is rape that happens in locker rooms. I was reading stories today about like people who someone like raped someone who was like disabled in the locker room. Like yeah. these are instances yeah, the that intersectionality are, of it is very interesting. Yeah, and it actually takes place. So it's not no not only locker room talk, but it's locker room rape that's taking it's place. Locker room action. And no one is talking it about is, it. It is. Yeah, I think I think it's important to to note that. Um, Bill Clinton's actions were problematic. It's mm-hmm. important to note that Billy Bush's actions and lack of action was problematic. It is a culture of of men, heterosexual men, men in this country to degrade and condescend and disrespect women. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I do want to say that I find frustrating from both sides of this situation is that I keep hearing people talk about Donald Trump and those words in that video in terms of in relations to having a daughter and I have a I have a wife and I just I can't I can't imagine my mother. Why do you need to have some archetype woman in your life that you that you love and respect so much to make to have you understand or to relate to broader society that is that, that is fucked up. I don't need to think about my mother, my sister, or anybody else to know that if we live in an equitable world, speaking about any other human being like that is problematic. So stop stop with this. It's, it's, it, that's problematic in itself. Have respect and, and call, what it, call a thing a thing, essentially. Like, that's not locker room talk, Donald Trump. That is sexual assault. Right. Both. And thank you, Anderson Cooper and Martha, I forget your last name, for holding him accountable. Anderson Cooper was like the they, best. Yeah, they they did their thing. Like, they're like, like, no, stop it. Kudos to them. Hush. I know you're done. I know the right wing feels like it was one sided, but um, you have a one sided candidate who mm-hmm. blatantly lies, so right. it will be one sided. Right. You don't need to interrupt Hillary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when she said the fat check on ah! accident, quote no, unquote, quote unquote accident. But when <laughs> she said. She couldn't think of something nice to say about him. I right. fell out. My, this is a trial mm-hmm. lawyer. This is a first she expert lady. She, his children. She couldn't think on the spot. That's his all children, she had. They're so well spoken. <laughs> I I do enjoy they, them. They I enjoy them. They're very supportive of their other family. <laughs> That's the most positive thing I can think of of this man. That has nothing to do with him. Right. Because he ain't raised them. Right. And also, I also noticed the fact that his point that his most positive the one thing they could pick that was positive about her was her stamina and fight so interesting and i was like because last last debate it was her pneumonia you know, was right she you know, wasn't fit. she doesn't look like the president she doesn't have the yeah, stamina yeah, to be the president yeah. but now that's, oh that's the best thing about her she's a fighter she uh, she does not give up toxic patriarchy right and i was bullshit. like this is a mess and i hope that and i i didn't mm, i mean i want to say i pray that everyone like sees these things but we all know that this has this is nothing new. It's nothing new, this and nothing for the new. people that support Trump, this didn't move them in any way because you, mm-hmm. the, like I like we've said, he said disgusting, problematic, right. bigoted, misogynistic things all throughout his campaign, all throughout his life. Life. Um, I was actually I didn't even I, I, this is something that kind of they brushed over throughout the campaign, but haven't really delved deep into. But the the Central Park Five that he he. When the, the, I, don't, I don't know if everybody's familiar, but there was five men back in the late 80s, I believe, that were accused and convicted of five black, four black men and one Latino um, man who were convicted of murder, raping and murdering a white woman in um, Central Park. And Donald Trump so fervently took it upon himself 
to make sure that the death penalty was reinstated in the state mm-hmm. of New York, um, specifically for, for these men case, of color right. to receive the death penalty. Years later, I'm not sure how many, they were actually found to be innocent. Somebody confessed, and DNA evidence proved that they had no connection to this case. Donald Trump, as of two days ago, still maintained his stance that he believes that they are guilty. These are covert, in my opinion, overt, but these are coded language that's racist people. Like, he doesn't have to talk about grabbing pussies for y'all to not fuck with this man. Right. Ain't nothing new. This isn't new. Nothing new. So, I don't know. I'm just ready for the election. I'm ready for it to be over. I'm ready for the election. Melania, how do you say her name? Melania. Melania. Mm -hmm. Did you see her shirt? Is that was that a real picture? That she had a Gucci shirt that was named um, Pussy Bow. Did you see that? They found she was she was a suggestive model at one point. She they found the shirt that she was wearing at the. debate last night it was a pink shirt um looked like really loose it was it was ruffled and she ruffled had like a, and like the little tie, tie. Mm-hmm. yeah so apparently they I'm found the shirt like you guys can see me right <laughs> i mean it's, it's it out uh, charades um and they found the shirt on gucci and you have to i need to check this but it was called pussy bow like the like the name of the top like that was it was called oh my gosh i'm gonna find it right now Interesting. Yeah, so basically, I mean, it's all a fucking train wreck. And I don't know if this was a real... I can't even find it right now. Um, if it was a real thing or not. But it's... Get out there and vote, please. Just be, be see what's happening. And this is not okay. And it's bringing a lot of issues in our country to light. I mean, I was talking to somebody the other day. Like, there's going to be a civil war in the next 20 years because the divide well, a couple is... couple places that could easily secede, and I couldn't care less. Um, I don't want to alienate any of our listening base, so I will <laughs> um, refrain from stating those places. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's a couple places. I don't care if you're a part of the United States mm-hmm. of America. If you guys blew up, you Yeah, I got care. washed away. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so moving forward, mo- moving forward. <laughs> um, so me and Ken Jay uh, are both California natives. Um, and one thing that I noticed so, if you guys don't know this, I was in New York, I went to New York in 2013, and it was one of the most traumatic, exciting, <laughs> um, freezing, uh, moments of my life it was very like groundbreaking uh so i was out there i went out there i was supposed to be there for three months and then i went up went out there pretty much blew all my money and i didn't, couldn't afford to come back so i was out there forcibly for like a year okay um which is great because yeah. i was like well i was forced to like make it work make it work and yeah. i and i did yeah. and like to this day like i frequent new york You're often like I, you know i have the <laughs> stamina do i look like a new yorker or do I not? I don't think I'd make it. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Can't you? Anyway. Okay, uh, anyways, uh, so um, I one thing I did notice when I came back to Los Angeles, and also when I, people don't really know, but there's a lot of plastic surgery, mm. commercials, marketing, mm. billboards, and I didn't really notice it until I was out of it for literally a year and some change. 
I remember coming back and seeing all of these ads, billboards. Like, people are, you know, get a breast augmentation for the holidays. Look at the holiday mm-hmm. parties. Like, get your mom a nose job yes, for 16, Easter like a, or like a, Mother's a Day. Like 16 gift is, like, yeah. common, like a nose job. Right. Or like under eye Look at your for your quinceanera. <laughs> like, what? Is that where we're at? And so I kind of, and so I kind of have mixed opinions opinions about the whole plastic surgery, um, I guess in um, industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know plenty of people who are in my family um, who have had plastic surgery for whatever odd reason, not even odd reason, but for whatever reason, because they wanted it. Right. And so I don't really necessarily have an issue with plastic surgery, but I kind of want to get your stance you know being a california native did you ever really notice the amount of you know marketing advertising push superficiality i guess superficial is it just like you know we have braces so we fixed our teeth right 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 is that super like what what are the lines Um, right you know i think being in california being in california for multiple reasons politically socioeconomically a, a lot of different reasons you're exposed to things um, that other parts of the country and world are not, um, and what is normal to you is very much unnormal to mm-hmm. other places, even, especially Los Angeles or like Southern California versus North, like it's, it's just very, it's, the, the it's culture different. is very different. But so I will say I was probably, I'm pretty much desensitized to plastic surgery and the beauty industry, I suppose. Like it's just what's in front, in my face all the time. Do you have time. any plastic surgery? Have you ever? No, but I'm open to it. Okay. Like I would, I always say that if I like got a lump sum and didn't have like credit cards to pay off or something, um, I would like pin back my ears like two centimeters. Like I just what? Like, my ears like protrude a little bit too much. So like I have no problem with it. What I do think is problematic is again the media messaging and what it does to society and people that aren't. Um, media literate per se so um i don't i don't knock anybody Catwoman. like it's uh, it is your decision it is your right wait Catwoman. um she was on oprah several years oh she just couldn't i was like halle berry (laughs) (laughs) no 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 that was her nickname i don't even know if that's politically correct but that's what she yeah i don't know but anyway um i know what you're talking about yeah like she had had plastic surgery so much that and she was so addicted to it that she her face was deformed like she looked she was unrecognizable right, from right, her original right. face um so i mean when it be- i mean it becomes a a psychological problem and it's affecting you and and it's hard to argue that i mean even at the very beginning that it's not a psychological problem um but it's one that i don't think we can police or judge mm, i don't think it's psychological I think if you don't like it then fix it but to what extent like, if you have body dysmorphia, then we're having a psychological issue. Like, if I want... I'm, I'm not saying for everybody, but, like, let's just say I want a little bit more, like, plump at my lips. I'm down for it. Right. As long as you're not Kylie. Oh, no. Kylie, I <laughs> mean... Because you look at... One, you look a damn fool. Two... Kylie, like, now? Yes. Kylie Jenner? She looks a fool. Her lips are making her billions of dollars. I mean, for a lip gloss, not necessarily for looking... I mean... Authentically white. Because uh, let's, let's be clear. Kylie Jenner is not Armenian. She's not ethnic. She's white. She is... She can't... Okay, well, what is Chris? White. Chris is white? Yeah, I don't know where to be nothing else. What's MJ? MJ... I don't know. From my understanding, I thought, oh, so, is white, so Rob, so is Bruce. Or Caitlyn. 
No, yeah, Caitlyn's definitely Caucasian. But I thought that Chris was, like, Armin or something. So, but I'm, like, thinking MJ. MJ, MJ's I don't know. Right. So I don't know what Chris's daddy is. My point is, either way, <laughs> the Kardashians have made billions Look. off of appropriating black culture. So that's where... Mm, okay. I, I mean, are, is Kim's booty not a not a prime example of... But why is that black culture? Look at Jayla's butt. She's Puerto Rican. I know plenty of people who are not black that have big asses. But that's natural. Like you can't say JLo's not appropriating so why, anything because but, it's hers. But is why is Kim Kardashian it's, appropriating black culture? Why is it not appropriating Puerto Rican culture? Because that's not that's not extremely common of Puerto Rican women. But the because everything that they do is in line with black culture. It's not isolated. It's not an it's not an isolated incident to just the lips or just the butt. Like they only date black men. They I mean they indulge in black culture as convenient for them. Really, this is a com- this is a whole different conversation. I can go mm. all day. You can't go all day, cause and but but you were by my side when you got the book signed, didn't you? <laughs> now listen, <laughs> I didn't buy that book. And but you were by my side and took I a was. selfie and posted it. But this it is the thing. This is the thing. I have. I have. This is. I had an argument with someone about. Kim Carter, the Kardashian effect, and the fact that we were taught it was days after the alleged robbery, um, and 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 kidnap whatever the hell it was, um, and not to belittle, I'm sorry that came out poorly, but whatever. And I was telling, so I was like, well, I mean, I feel that's horrible. Like I don't right. wish that on anyone. If if it is true, um, and I understand the skepticism, um, then that's horrible. And I I do care because I would care if I heard it on the news for an average person. Right. And um. The person I was having the conversation with was like, well, I mean, if it happened to me, like, I, I just don't understand, like, why this is newsworthy. And I said, well, I mean, I mean, how is it not newsworthy? Whether we see them as relevant and deserving of attention is one thing. But, I mean, broad spectrums of people indulge in Kardashian culture. Like, we can't deny right. that, whether I right. want to Whether to you or not. like it or right. not. They are... They whatever, are, whatever they touch turns to gold. They are culturally relevant, as culturally relevant as... Libra. They are on their 11th season. Allegedly halting and possibly never coming back. I just think it's all publicity and, and problematic in itself, but whatever. Nonetheless, they are culturally relevant, and you can't argue that, and I don't wish that on my worst enemy. And I'm not indifferent towards Kim because it's awful. Like, I mean, indifference shows some sort of, like, callousness. Yeah. Um, I mean, I actually just wrote an article on this that was posted today on HIV Equal. You guys can check that out. And I it was it's entitled Kim Kardashian and, what did I put it? The damnation, social media's damnation on humanity. Now, let me explain. Because the article is not even. Huh? I mean, we're devoting think pieces to, like, a sex No, it's not. But see, that's the problem. Like, people are still thinking of her as this sex tape girl. Da, 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 da. Like, like, we're thinking let's of not China go th- as the stripper. I mean, what Black they... China is just kind of annoying to me. And I don't think it's Black a China. A lot of people think of Kim as annoying. Like, this but is that's, that's all... fine. But that, okay, but all, but but she's still a person. I think people forgot about that because of her history of ten years ago. But like, this bitch is married now. She has two kids. And I, I thought it was crazy that people thought that 
or we're saying that she is deserving yeah, no. of this. I saw a costume today of a Kim Kardashian robbery cro- costume. It's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's fucked up. And I think that a lot of times, and I use Kim, Kim Kardashian as an example, but I noted several different things. Like, it's like, okay, well, let's just say, like, a woman is dressed inappropriately or in a quote-unquote inappropriately or she's you're wearing... Asking for rape. You're asking right. for rape right, or right, asking right. to be sexually harassed. Like, no, because people are saying, oh, well, she puts her wealth out there. Um, no, you can't... Like, well, I don't... Not, where do you find the courage to say that someone deserves their misfortune? Well, this is a, there's a difference between taking personal accountability and doing some introspection and saying, how did I contribute to the misfortune that occurred? occurred? And... I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I, I think that you have to be tactful in the way that you address it. I don't think she deserved it. But in my in my humble opinion, um, yeah, the show might need to come to a halt. Um, yeah, you might want to stop exposing yourself every single whereabout because you are under critical surveillance by society. And not to say that because I saw somebody say like, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't post like my new this and that when I, you're not Kim Kardashian. People are constantly looking. <laughs> for oh, Lord. People are like, I shouldn't do that. Like, I mean. No, she's arguably the most famous person in the world. Like, I'm oh. sorry. Whether you like it or not. No, I disagree. Whether you. I mean, there's music people that have infiltrated the world much more than any of the Kardashians. I said arguably. Um, yes, and I would argue that Beyonce is a bigger celebrity than Kim Kardashian. Rihanna mm. is a bigger celebrity than Kim Kardashian. Black woman, might I note? Arguably, um, but yeah, no, I just think I just thought it was insane. Like whether, like honestly, whether that happened, whether the, it was publicity stunt, whether it was you know, um, it actually really happened. I just thought it was just insane that people were just so quick to jump to two conclusions and say that someone deserves something like this. That's victim blaming. I do agree. Um, and I thought that was insane. And the fact, and I do agree that there, you know. There are times where, but that's her job, you know, her job is to be pretty. That's her fucking job. And she has made a very, very, very successful career on being pretty and being a personality. pretty and accessible are two different things. You can be pretty and not post your location. You can be pretty and, and and be... Visible, but did she post her location? No, because she's stated that before. She wasn't like tagging herself. I'm not saying that Kim shouldn't. I'm saying that you have to. You have. Where is the line? Like, if you, if if she is truly that changed and and scared and realizing the security issues that come with her public status, I think that. She has to take the personal responsibility to change some of her habits. And if you want to say that that is her business and that is how she makes her money and therefore she shouldn't have to change it, then I think she's exposing herself to the same risk. I think that people's because who else is going to be more responsible for you more than you? I agree with that, but I'm saying but people's the way people digested it to me was yes, it was it was sick. I, sick. I agree, but I do think this is a good way to come back to the original question of. Plastic surgery. plastic surgery because the Kardashians are unwilling to, um, well, at least two of the sisters, Kim and Chloe, are unwilling to admit that their butts are fake. Um, and I think most people can, and I, but this is what I'm saying with media messaging, because you're having people striving to look like you. Your, your job 
is to be pretty. Your job is to be visible. Well, I think there is some social responsibility to be transparent in that way. So when Kylie was lying about her lips when we saw her months prior <laughs> and she had this, but we and girls are going out trying to replicate these things, it is problematic. And you can say raise your own children, and it's not my job. I'm only I do me and I, whatever. But it is problematic. And media messaging is important. And you blatantly lying about what, what, like your natural body, Star Jones. It was problematic. It's been, it's been a problem. If you are going to be a public figure and take a seat at the table, and be in front of millions daily, you need to be able to be transparent with those people because you have a responsibility to them. And I think that goes with the show, that goes with the network, that goes with them as individuals. Like you cannot remove yourself and say I have no influence on society, and lie no, to they society. Know, they have influence on society. They know that, but they don't care. They don't, don't care. Think- it's more monetarily and capi- capitalistic in their capitalistic interest to lie. It's okay, Jace. Huh? I'm surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Under the circumstances. <laughs> we'll leave y'all in the dark about what those circumstances are. Anyways, I have four cam. Honestly, like... I'm, I'm four cam. No, I'm not, I'm not going to tell that part of the story. But I'm, I'll, I'll tell you off air why I'm four cam. And like... It makes complete sense in my head. I, I, I go, go do what you do. If that is your, if that's your lane and she has unapologetically crafted that lane, um, do you, but I don't want to be a part of it. Um, I think you have to to. take some responsibility for it. I indulge in what I choose to indulge in. I choose to tune out a lot. Um, and I don't care for them. They're not goals for me. I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter about that, like Kardashian goals, like to do what? Like she as an branded a- herself as and made a billion dollar empire I, I and bigger, took her whole I have bigger, family. As an academic, as somebody who cares about my career making a difference in society, um, and not after I get the status, um, I want to be making an active change because I know a lot of people are going to talk about her like philanthropy now. Like Kim has come around to after the, a year. like after the criticism. I just I just don't care for them. I don't think that they're positive role mm, models. I mean. <laughs> I don't care to indulge. There's, there, there are more influential and positive um, people that I would. I know, but that's their platform, and they're using it. To. Absolutely, and I'm for it. I'm yes. for every Donald Trump of is it. using his as well. Oof, he's crazy. They are he's using, crazy. and he's now the Republican nominee for the president. Which yeah, is and they terrible. are arguably the most popular people in. Like, it, you see mm. the the parody there. I guess everyone has their own issues. But I'm for Cam, I'm for the family. I think they have issues, and I think that the transparency, whether it <laughs> is... not transparent. No, no, no. Their transparency, whether it is true or not, like, if it's for show or not. Like, honestly, one of the reasons why I enjoy the show so much, and this will be my last statement, is because, like, I relate to that show so much. Like, their family is so... If you take a picture of them, they're so well-groomed. But they're a train wreck. Like, and as my family is too, like... But do you do you have, like, a conflict and then do you resolve it within an hour episode? No, but I'm saying, like, their show is something that is relatable to me. Like, I don't have a conflict and put it out there. But, like, if I watch a show, I'm like, oh, I fucking get it. Like, my cousin, who's 18 years old, just got married to her fiancé, who's, like, in her 50s. So she's a lesbian and married, like, this old lady. Right. And it's just like, and we're all just like, okay, all right, cool. So, like, if... You know, my stepdad one day was like, guess what, I'm trans. We'd probably be like, oh, okay, cool, let's deal with it. And so these are the type of things that are just like, I mean, we're not like trashy people, and they're not trashy people either. 
Like, but they had real life situations. I'm talking about. I just you I I just think like whether you said whether their transparency is real or not, it's like oxymoronic because if it's not real, then it's not transparent, and that's what that's. But that's, that's actually what's I'm going saying. on though. Like I do I I and I, I I watch the like you can go to my Twitter and you I'll give commentary on Robin China. I'll give commentary on the Kardashians. When what I that cho- show is terrible. When I choose to watch, but. My point is, is that I, I just think there's a problem when you when you promote one aspect of life and choose to um, hide or be less transparent about others, and then promote it as this even keel. This is this, I'm I'm really I'm I'm open about everything um, because again, when people aren't as media literate as let's say you and I, and we can't decide and they can't decipher what's real and what's not people are striving to attain these unrealistic ideals that the arguably most popular people in the world are promoting weekly daily hourly and i think that it's dangerous for our society and somebody has to take responsibility somebody bunima murray e the kardashian i don't know but we have to we have to look at media critically i mean like look at the hills Remember the last episode of The Hills? I, no, I've never watched an episode <gasps> of The Hills. That's not, that was not my thing. Okay, so last episode of The Hills was basically they took a part of set. Yeah, Saying like this whole entire like seasons of seasons was fake. Just, I mean, it's, I mean, it I'm for the Kardashians. The Hills was less pervasive than the Kardashians. I mean, it was popular, but the Kardashians are wildly successful. Wildly. Exactly. In several industries. Exactly. Promoting problematic images. I don't think they're problematic. Okay, moving on. All right, so this last question is actually brought to us by Jack. So they have a Change the Game campaign that they're running until, um, I believe, April, no, that's a lie, till November. Um, so basically, it's, you know, we're talking about discussions in the gay community and, like, things that are problematic, things that are not. Uh, just having open conversations. So they have a bunch of stuff you can check out on jackedapp.com slash change the game. It is five weeks and it ends on Wednesday the 12th. So it's almost over. Actually, it will be over the day that this comes out. Oh. Yeah. So cool. So check it out. Um, so anyways, the last question is something that they brought up and the question reads... Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. How do you feel gender fluidity is molding our culture today? First of all, as soon as I hear that question, the first thing that comes to mind sounds like, like the like the gay agenda. Really? Like, how do you think gender fluidity is molding our culture today? Like, I don't think gender fluidity is actively doing anything in our culture today. Like, it has no mission. Um, uh huh. But I think that the conversation about gender fluidity and the and the um, more platforms and and public figures speaking about gender fluidity is causing a worldwide cultural conversation. And I think that it's. I hope that it's creating a more. Um, I hate the word tolerant because it's almost, like, insulting, but a more um, literate society. Just, you know, because I hear hear things from, like, my parents or, like, 
elderly figures in my family just like, well, you guys want us to just embrace certain things and you have to understand like this, like you're flipping it in its head and everything that we've known our entire lives is like changing. Right. And I mean, for someone like me who lacks patience in all regards, I'm like, well, you were dumb back then too. Like, I mean, I don't really understand why you didn't get it back then either. Do you call your parents so, dumb? I mean, with certain socially, I just like I don't have a lot of tolerance or understanding or empathy or grace Sorry, around. Mom. <laughs> love my mother and parents. I mean, I'm not talking about them specifically. Anyway, um, I'm well, just the saying generations. the older generations where I hear this, like, well, just give us some time to like grapple with it. Like, what is there to grapple with? With me telling you this is my identity, this is what I understand to be true of me and several peers, and is I mean historically not. Um, a new phenomenon. Um, it's kind of like race to me. Like, I ain't gonna sit up here and explain because go take a class. Like, go read a book. Like, I, I just... We had this conversation at... Where were we at? I don't the Mexican know. restaurant? The vegan Jog- Mexican restaurant in West Hollywood. Vegan Mexican restaurant? When did I go there? We were, we were at a vegan restaurant, Mexican restaurant in West Hollywood. You and with I? With Sunny and... Oh, but I didn't eat. What was it called? Starts with a C. Hopefully, Sunny can like get back to us. Los Tapas. Shog, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Shog. So we went after work. It was like real cute, but I didn't eat because I wouldn't eat. Oh yeah, I've been there one time. I, actually, ironically, I went there the one time with the marketing director of Jacked. That was the oh. first time I went there. So before that, before we went, before we had oh, went, okay. it was like years ago. It was right after Blatino Oasis. Remember that trip? Yes, I'd like to forget it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so anyways, uh, I mean, my viewpoint, I, I, I don't really see like the. Gauge and, and molding, I mean, like, whether you like it or not, like, is a, a generations coming up behind us? Because I'm confused too. Because, oh, you weren't even at Malls of Pride. So, Malls of Pride last year, we did a workshop with um, it's the biggest LGBTQ um, AI XYZ to the fifth power in event in the US. And they have it at USC. There's literally like thousands oh, you of tell me youth about kids. This. And this girl, <laughs> um, gender pronouns. Um, yeah, gender pronouns. So this girl was. I said something like, "Hey, okay, go ahead, Miss President." And she's like, "I'm not Miss President." <laughs> and I said, "Excuse me." And she's like, "I'm I'm not a Miss. I'm a they." And I did not know how to digest that. I had no clue. And I was just like, and she was so sassy with it too. I was just like, "Yeah, um, uh, okay," but like. I almost and I'm still trying to process it because I don't know if if my son ever came up to me and I said, "Son, go to your room." He's like, "I'm not my I'm not your son. I'm I'm they." I I don't know how I would react to that because I'd probably throw a shoe at the back of their fucking head. But I also now that I'm able to digest it, I could almost like appreciate how independently these youth are kind of able to think and not necessarily like obey because I think me and maybe you but i was like the last generation of like this is what you do you go to high school yeah you go to college you get your four years yeah you get your uh you go to um you get your desk job with entry-level salary yeah you get promoted and you meet the girl of your dreams and you have two kids yeah and a white picket fence and a dog named like lassie and that's your life but like i well, think I'm black so i don't <laughs> You know what I'm saying, KJ. No, I get it, I get it, I get it. But like, that's kind of how we were socialized. And so for me, like, it was a complete shock. And one of the reasons why I moved to New York is that I busted my ass in college. 
not necessarily in the school part, but my resume was stacked. Like I had Bravo, I had several internships. I started interning when I was 19 years old because I knew I wanted a job in entertainment. So I made sure to put myself out there and do whatever I had to do to get these internships and these jobs and to make sure when I graduated from college, I was set. And guess what? My first job, my first job at a college was doing um, business marketing and development for uh, this clothing store on Melrose. And I was making more money in college serving, ter- serving burgers yeah. and yeah. drinks. <laughs> and I was like, this is what you yeah. had me yeah. believe right. to be true right. this whole entire time. All this money and these loans I took out. I was like, I'll be able to pay this back in like four years. I'm still paying out my, my student loans. Like it, yeah. They will never go yeah. away. Sally Mae is still blowing up my phone. And guess what? Like, I don't care. But it's just like this generation now is they think so independently and they're just like, no, that, that's not right. That's not what I believe to be true. I think, and they're so vocal about it as well. Yeah, and I think it's great. I really do. And I think that it... it, it the, I think American culture... I think because we've, we've spread Western culture everywhere um, or almost everywhere, um, I think it's true of several nations. But I think specifically in America, it, we always want these like binary constructs of like mm-hmm. white and black and mm-hmm. male and female and right. upper class, lower class. Yes, and ge- these are the gender roles for these male and females mm-hmm. and all these things. And I think what this does is, I think what you speak to is a frustration where it's like, well, how the hell am I supposed to be culturally competent enough to know what the what you want to be called if I just see you and I don't know anything about oh, you? Oh, yeah. And it's like, it's the, I get that frustration, but I also think it is a it is an a humanization of the next person to hear them and give them the the common decency and respect to not generalize or assume um, and put them in a box that's easy for you to process. Um, exactly. And I think that that's where we have to challenge ourselves because it is an extra step. Um, think of, I mean, I I think about it in terms of like. Um, a lot of uh, foreign people or people with diff- difficult names, um, they will shorten their names so mm-hmm. that Americans can have an easier time. Their resume could have an easier pass through right. or change, even straight up change their mm-hmm. name to be more accepted in this society. And Not even accepted, but just like easily to, easily to digest. Yeah. And I think we have to challenge those things. And I have a professor that's just like, you know, some of, some of the, the Chinese um, students, they'll shorten their name or change their name. Mm-hmm. Or even when the professor's like, okay, wait, say that again. I want to get it right. Like, what did you say? And mm-hmm. they're like shying away because they don't like the attention. Um, and they think they're taking away from something. And it's like, no. No. What's your name? It's just not our That's your identity. Norm, like, right. that is your name. How dare you try to shy away from that? And I think that's what we have to challenge ourselves and step out of our comfort zones to do and really hear people so i think gender fluidity is just pushing public consciousness as far as not everybody's male and female not everybody's he and him um and not everybody's gay or straight um there 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 is a fluidity to things and there is a there is a um what's the thing called spectrum spectrum um I, was I know like, one of my friends that hates that word. I was, again, motioning as if you guys can see me. But Jace can. I can. He can help. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think, I think, um, I don't think, again, I don't think gender fluidity is doing anything of its own. It has an agenda. But I think it's just, it's out there. People are talking yeah. about it. I think the Caitlyn Jenners and the Laverne Cox of the world um, are pushing it and push, putting it in public consciousness. Like, well, you are don't they gender fluid or they're... Well, no, 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 but I'm saying conversations around sexuality all, all of itself, Got sexuality it. and gender, 
um, all in itself, all of that stuff. Yeah. I, I just want people to also know that, like, you're also 12. So, like, don't talk crazy to me. There is a respect and mm. there is an understanding that, you know, your cognitive process isn't done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you right. don't know what the hell you might want right. to be. So, I, I had a conversation with somebody um, that told me that they were, they lived in Canada and I was, I asked her, like, oh, would you ever live in the U.S.? And she was like, no, I have a 12-year-old transgender, and she's terrified of coming here because of people like Donald Trump. This was months ago when we didn't even know he was going to be the Republican nominee. Um, And I was like, well, that's fucking embarrassing. But anyway, um, and I remember thinking, well, I mean, that's great that she's, like, embracing what her child, like, wants or, like, what she identifies with or I don't he or she, I don't remember what she identified with trans men or trans women i don't remember okay um but i was just like well like like is that like irresponsible of the parent because like what if he or she changes his or her mind or you know like what is that what do you grapple with as a parent when you have a 12 year old telling you this is my identity and and you know what do you do so i think but it's just let them live their yeah, life. Yeah, it's you conversations. Know, it, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy being a parent in any regard. It's not. And, and especially teenagers, like, like, it doesn't even have to be gender fluidity. It, it could be anything from, like, you know, what they want to wear and dress or listen to for music. Can like, we think about the amount of times we changed our profession from 12 to 20? From 28. <laughs> I just figured out kissing until two years ago. And I graduated, like, six years ago. Like, I mean, I went from teacher to lawyer to writer to politician to political speech writer to now mm-hmm. i think i got it mm-hmm. um but yeah just let people figure themselves out and just have the patience and the the human decency right. to respect that not everybody fits in your box right exactly if that's who you are that's who you are and i respect that but you can't get upset when someone mis misgenders especially if you're gender not conforming. Yes, I think it comes, I think That's the, the, thing the humanity and the respect and the patience have to come from both sides. Right, So you, exactly. If I don't know, and it's not me trying to be offensively mm-hmm. ignorant. That's the, never mind. Yes, that's, yeah. I, that's sparked something in me. Just side note. Yeah. Side note for the, okay. So if you know someone is not being malicious, like you know their character, Please do not act in your feelings to that degree. Like, I will never, ever, ever tell anybody how to feel. Never. Your feelings are yours, and my feelings are mine. But if you know, and you're dealing with somebody who offends you, and you know it is not out of spite, calm down. That's my last word of wisdom. Can I... Moderator, may I have... Go ahead. Go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, I see. It's three against one here. Um, no. <laughs> um, uh, in jail. Right. Uh, wrong. Um, I respect that, and I hear that, because there's people in my life that I feel like, you know, how di- that's insulting to me that you would even think that this would come out, like, th- that I am intentionally saying something in this way. I understand how you received it, mm-hmm. but I would never, you should know me well enough to know that I wouldn't right. approach you in that manner. Um, intentionally but I do think that there is some accountability that the person has to take in terms of um, you again you can't tell people how to feel so if you feel offended and you feel hurt you can't you can't police that 
And you have to just be able to have a conversation about where we were coming from and where our ideologies and differences and where we were miscommunicating. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I agree with you. There, there. You, you have to, again, the humanity and just give me the benefit of the doubt that I would never try to... But, I, but, I, but you have to know who that person is, who deserves the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, no, if and it's a stranger my, off the street... That's then, like, my caveat no. about that. Because but I if, think sometimes we really do think we know somebody and, no, they are being shady. No, mm-hmm. they are being rude. No, they are disrespecting us. And those are the things that you have to figure out but it, I mean, friends, relationships, like these are things that you, right. if, if you have, if you, it's a two way street. So if you've chosen to give into this and you've made the decision to call you a friend or a best friend right. or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, then have a conversation. These are conversations that are worth having mm-hmm. because you've, this, this, you, you've made the decision to call this person a friend. Right. So yes, I agree. Yeah. That was my little tidbit. Something happened today where I just wanted to like burn up all of LA. I understand. Like set LA on fire, just like. But he body. didn't. Just for I the didn't. We're still here. I mean, we're kind of on fire, but like. I mean, for other reasons. For here, but yeah, um, that concludes this episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Shar, we miss you. We miss you, Shar. That was fun though. Thank you for having me. Thank you um, for like being a part of it. Of course, I I really enjoyed that. I love. I, I I love doing it with either one of you guys. It's always fun. Just real ass conversations. Yeah, it is. You know, ones that we would have over brunch, even exactly. Yeah, I, I would love a mimosa right now, like an extra cold one. Do they have like mimosa like Mondays? Mimosa Mondays. Mimosa. Should we just make that happen? I right think now? we should. We may be making a pit stop, guys. So, um, we love you, and you better have a uh, tequila Wednesday or whatever when you hear this episode. <laughs> right. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. Take care.